This is a podcast on failure. Every week, we'll have a notable guest share their experience with failure and how they push through it. And since knowing how to push through failure is critical for success, this is actually a podcast on success. I'm Bindi Kiregu, and on today's episode is Taga Nwagaba. Taga is a renowned Ugandan fine artist, and you might have seen one of his paintings before. He has had numerous exhibitions and done commissioned work for Stan Big Bank, Standard Chartered Bank, Moya Safari Lodge, Semliki Safaris, Uganda Wildlife Authority, Uganda Tourism Board, and many more. Taga's story is a bit unusual in that his career began when he was just a child. He was introduced to art by his grandmother and sold his first art piece at 10 years old. By the time he had finished primary school, he was regularly selling his work. And then throughout high school, he was selling his paintings in Kenya and in the UK. So by the time Taga joined university to study fine art, he was already an established fine artist in the marketplace and even had his own lecturers referencing him. When I was at uni, uh, they were teaching uh, students about me. <laughs> you understand? Because I, I went by the name Taga. <laughs> I went by the name Taga. And uh, at that time, I had a European name and Nwaga was my, my, uh, my so surname. So you're saying they were teaching so, about you and they didn't know that you were sitting didn't in the class? They didn't know that I was in the class. <laughs> so because I was already out there. So whenever they would be talking about practicing <laughs> artists in the field, my name would come up. Wow. Yeah. And I was, I was always quiet about so it. Did so did that make you feel like, what am I learning here? They're teaching about me. What, what am I learning here? Well, they, they, <laughs> of course, when you go to uni, there is a lot to learn. Yeah. A lot to learn, especially at Macquarie University. Mm. There is a lot to learn. During my time, I don't know how things are now, mm. but I had excellent, excellent professors. Uh, I mean, you, Professor Anagenda, teaching you sculpture. Mm. Professor Singendo, critiquing your work. Um, we, we, we had uh, the Bruno Serunkumas, the Mr. Ifes, the uh, Dr. George Cheyunez. They came with, with a lot of skill. Mm. They came with a lot of understanding mm. and style and technique and expression, yeah. you know? Uh, so uh, you, you have these uh, people to learn from, the Dr. Kwesigas, the, all, all these people. So I had, I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned yeah. a lot from this. And I still do go and consult them. Mm. Uh, but I know mm. that before I joined university, uh, I, I could do art and I could continue. Yeah. But when you get an opportunity like going to Makere University to mm. study and even get a qualification, mm. it is always a privilege. Right. Yes. When Taga completed university, he was looking to challenge himself and grow as an artist. So he decided to move to London to be part of the international art scene there. And that's where he first experienced failure. Well, as a student, yeah. because I used to ship my work to the UK, mm. um, I would be called upon to go. And okay. most of my holidays, when I was at campus, I used to go to the UK. Okay. And there's this place, Bayswater Road, okay. which is a street of artists in central London. I always wanted to go and be part of that community of artists mm -hmm. and work and mm -hmm. put my artwork to test mm -hmm. and see whether it would be appreciated mm -hmm. or dismissed. Um, so when I when I finally got a pitch there, yeah. um, it was not very easy to get a pitch, uh, but there's a guy called Alfred Powo, a German artist, who mm -hmm. found me in the train. I was sketching a drunk. And what is uh, a pitch? 
Is it a like pitch, a, it is the space where you put your work. Like a booth or something like that? There's a huge rail that starts all the way from like the Royal Lancaster Hotel and goes uh, mm-hmm. to Portobello Road. A okay. very, very, very long rail. Okay. Like the one you see at the Sheraton, that rail. Mm-hmm. So we'd go and pitch our work on that rail. Okay. You put a canvas and then you hang your work. Mm. Uh, and because a, a day you have like 100,000 people passing. Just passing through. Yeah. So it's like an... Open air gallery. Yeah, it's an open air gallery. Okay. And with the open critics. <laughs> People who don't People care how you People are verbally criticizing yeah. as they walk past. Yeah, they will okay. come and insult your work <laughs> or appreciate it. You know, so I wanted to be in that environment because you see, mm. when you go in galleries and museums, mm. people are trained to appreciate when mm. they walk That's in those actually. spaces. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but when they find you on the street, they tell you the truth. I, I put my work there and the first criticism was being ignored. Oh, that's that's the harshest kind. That is the harshest because yeah. I put my work there yeah. and I tried to smile to passers-by. And uh, in London, when you smile at someone <laughs> and they are passing by, um, it becomes suspicious that, they become suspicious. <laughs> so I decided, I realized that won't, would not that was not going to work. So I would sit in my car. Mm. So the first uh, Sunday, Bayswater was Sunday, and then mm. uh, over the on Saturday I was Green Park. Mm. <clears throat> Those were the two pictures, and then the other day I used to exhibit in, on on Portobello Road. There are many many galleries there. Mm-hmm. So um, the first Sunday I waited for clients, and they were not coming through. No one stopped to look at my work. Mm. Uh, the second one, the third one, and whenever I would reach home, my sister Josephine would ask me, "So, so what happened today?" Mm. And I said, "Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I did not make any sale. I did not yeah. anyone. I did not get any inquiries. I did not, you know. So, but I kept going, yeah. and I kept going. He kept going." Week after week, after week, after week, making no single sale for almost four months. Taga was failing, publicly, in front of a community which he respected and aspired to be a part of. And he was failing while watching many of them succeed right next to him. When Taga got over the feelings of rejection he was experiencing, his perspective started to shift. He began analyzing what was making the other artists around him sell. I realized that these artists I was competing with were huge. Number one, their works were big. Mine were tiny. Oh, okay. Because they did not have a studio, proper studio. Uh, yeah. That was a big challenge. Mm. Then uh, secondly, they were also superior. Yeah, in terms in of execution. Mm. Yeah, they were superior, superior artists who were established. Mm. And some of them mm. uh, were actually represented in many, many international galleries. So they had, and every Sunday, yes. sometimes it would be hurtful, but uh, I am a, a, a pro. Mm. Uh, but seeing someone selling 10 big paintings wow. and you cannot sell one, one small, small piece, one. you begin to think that there's something wrong with your yeah, art. Yeah, you yeah. know. So I, but I stayed there mm. and um, uh, then later on, I started getting people. Mm-hmm. I, I was so much inspired by a certain artist called Egon Schiele. Mm-hmm. I liked the way he worked. 
because he was he there was, as well in the, at sorry, the same no 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 he's okay. a master he's a master okay. yeah he's a master <laughs> he's, <laughs> I like in <laughs> so he's a master and we re, we get him in the books of, of history of art oh, okay. Egon Schiele he's that mm. kind of artist I used to like the way he worked mm. and I wanted to execute my work I used to borrow some ideas from mm. him and and look at the work that he did by the time Mm. I I made my first sale. Mm-hmm. People had started, you know, stopping, yeah. talking to me, yeah. wanting to know where I was coming from, you know. And um, but how come? Had you like changed the the work? Yeah, like, you made it I had changed. Okay, I had changed. My work was bolder. Mm-hmm. Um, I was beginning now to because we never studied watercolor in Uganda. Okay. It was not there as yeah. a medium. I started painting with watercolor in the UK. Okay. Yeah. So uh, then I and it's such a difficult medium. Yeah. You know, very difficult Hard to deal to control. with. Yes, mm-hmm. a very very unforgiving medium. Uh, but then I started learning, teaching myself, looking at what other people were doing, mm-hmm. uh, and then people started stopping. But I remember when I, I, I my, my 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 first sale, mm-hmm. I made a very very good sale and uh, uh, over ten paintings and. Mm-hmm. Um, my when i arrived home i was so excited to tell my sister and my niece angel that i had now <laughs> done something yeah you saw 10 in one go <clears throat> sorry it yeah, yeah, the one first go. sale wow. yeah 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 i remember there were over 10 paintings so when i made this uh, sale and came back home with this check um I wanted my, I was busting. I wanted my sister to ask how was today and she didn't because she was now used to uh, the usual story. The disappointing answer. So I just walked in with my staff and um, she didn't ask. So later on, I asked her how her day was. was, And she said it was fine. She didn't still ask me. How about, you know, how about mine? She knew what to expect, but eventually I told her what had happened. She did not believe so she said, so where is this, uh, where's the money? I told her they gave me a check, said, are you sure this check is okay? <laughs> so the guy happened to be, obviously, I used to bank in Lloyd's Bank. Uh, I took it and it matured on the second day and the money went through and yeah, nice. it was real. Mm. And I did not have any doubt about this gentleman. Mm. Yeah, he had a son who was disabled and it's the son who loved the work mm. so much and you know he, yeah. he visited me severally before he made the yeah. commitment and then yeah. I started selling yeah. and this gentleman went ahead to get me other people who actually collected my work Taga started regularly selling his artwork and now his mission in the UK was also complete he had moved to London with a clear plan to spend a few years as part of the art community there improve his skills and then return to Uganda my whole dream was I should have an exhibition in Uganda when I return mm. to show mm. what goes on. Because okay. anyone, everyone in this country who wished to go to London had this idea that it was such a great, great city. Okay. You know, with generous people, kind people. Life was great with lots of money. You know, because anyone who anyone who had anything good Somehow it came from that, from oh, London, okay. from the UK. Yeah. So people g- get kind of um, this kind of thinking. It becomes like so, a fantasy. Yes, yeah. it's kind of. So I wanted to make paintings and bring an exhibition in Uganda to show Ugandans what actually happens. Mm. So actually, when I returned in 1993, my exhibition was called The London Nightmare. <laughs> yes. 
Because I was painting, yes, as yeah. someone who was in London, yeah. um, I had a, a, a job at the Royal Lancaster during the week, mm. and I had uh, two exhibitions to do every Saturday and Sunday, Green Park and Bayswater. Mm. So I, I focused my theme mm. around the people I was interacting with. What was your job? Yeah, no, it was cleaning. Yeah, in a Royal oh, Lancaster okay. Hotel. Yeah. I was, I, so I that's actually it. how you Much were sustaining yourself. Much as I was the one in charge of, 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 of furniture and mm. uh, team, you know, basically mm. uh, wood. Mm. I was in charge of that and I had so many people work, uh, that were working under me. Mm. I, again, it was under maintenance. Yeah. You are uh, doing that. Yeah. So... Uh, we, 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 we they used to call it chair. I don't know what it's. I think it's still called chair. So okay. I went to London and I did this chair, and I met people who did not know that there was such a thing, but it was killing people. Mm. And uh, I would see people, you know, waning, and I would see people so tired. I was tired myself. Mm. But as someone who had freshly finished. Uh, university. Mm. I, for me, I was a target worker. I wanted to be in London for three years and go back home. You and had given what, yourself the time, yeah, the time period. Yeah, yeah, okay. I knew. Yeah. I was. That's why I did not. Many Ugandans at that time were yeah. declaring themselves as fugitives, ah. and I didn't want to do that because and I wanted for you, to come back home. This was still about your art. I'm going three yeah. years to learn. Three years to learn, get the experience, yeah. and, and also interact with, with uh, my fellow Ugandans. Do the things they do yeah. to connect. Yeah, I did everything. And anything that Ugandans, you know, normally do in the yeah, UK. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I was an artist. Yeah. After three years, I was like, it's time to go. Yeah. I made a decision on a Monday and on the, on the Thursday I was on the plane. Time was up and it was now time to go home. Yeah. Yeah, I was tired. Yeah. I was just tired. I just wanted, and I was missing Uganda. Uganda. It's, you know, it's such a, a great country that I had never saw. I, I have never, not mm. even for a single day. Uh, I I miss Uganda even when I'm in Uganda. Yeah, I, I just love it that much. I feel much. like you might be the, the, <coughs> the most passionate person about Uganda that yeah. I've met. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what's not here, you know? It's yeah. I, I just love it. We do have our challenges. Yeah. Uh, but the opportunities in this country, mm. um, the, the offers the country yeah. has, if you know how to look. Yeah. Um, I even the beauty of this country, yeah. yeah, the beauty of this country, even outside Kampala, especially outside Kampala, yeah, it's amazing. So I think people, that's a big one for you, yes. right? And of course, look at my theme. Yeah, you my paint, theme is in Uganda, so yeah. I would really love to be in this country. You paint birds, yes. and I paint birds of where Uganda. Where do you see more birds? Sorry, exactly. So most of the people who come here for birding, yeah. uh, are going to end up being my clients. Yeah, the, the connections you make, and so on yeah. and so forth. Tiger returned to Uganda, ready to exhibit. His first exhibition, The London Nightmare, sold out. After that, he started doing up to four exhibitions a year and also started doing commissioned paintings for organizations that took notice of him. Tiger not only found success as an artist, but longevity too. He's now been doing this for over 40 years. I find professional fine artists fascinating because of how self-motivated they have to be. Unlike most people, they work alone. So to put in an exhibition, they have to produce a lot of work with no supervisors or clients putting them under any pressure and with no guarantee that any of their work will actually sell. So I was curious to know what has kept Taga motivated for decades. The only time I consider myself 
are working is when I do art. Okay. When I'm doing business, yeah. when I am doing um, uh, these other activities, yeah. um, if it is work yeah. that is simply going to pay me money, yeah. uh, I don't give it that much attention. Yeah. Because in five years from now, in yeah. 10, 20 years from now, yeah. who will come and say that you did this transaction and made money? Yeah, yeah. The things which count in my life are those which are going to be accountable even after 50 mm. years. So these businesses sometimes yeah. we do don't have those elements. That so, longevity. That longevity. So when I do a piece of art mm. uh, and it attracts my attention mm. and the attention of others, mm. then I know that I have now created a trail that mm. even if I'm long gone, yeah. there will be something to tell the world that there once lived a person. Mm. But you cannot get that kind of thing mm. because of selling an item. So that makes your art Making a more... phone call and uh, at the end of the day, a transaction happens yeah. and then you get some income. Uh, that is not, I don't consider that work. For other people, yeah. it is work. For me, it is something that I can just do. Yeah. So the only time I consider, I mean, even if I get good income from it, yeah. for me, it is not really work because mm. I, I, for me, for, uh, for me, art is a calling. That is why, for mm. example, I can't be diverted mm. because the business is doing well, so I'm not going to paint. Mm. I paint every day. If life was about money, yeah. I would be in, in real estate. <laughs> I would be doing other things yeah. because I'm able to do them. Yeah. But that's not my calling. And uh, that calling is for other people, not necessarily me. Mm. So that so for whatever I do, whatever investments I make, I make sure that I must, at the end of the day, end up in my studio to paint. Mm. That was today's guest, Taga Nuagaba. Taga definitely had all the well-known ingredients for success. Focus, talent, good work ethic, and resilience. But it's interesting how failure significantly shaped his career. Today, he is not only known as a prominent Ugandan artist, but even more specifically, as a master at watercolor, the very medium he learned to paint with in response to failing on Bayswater. You can find Taga's paintings at his studio, Taga Frame, located in Kamocha, and also on Instagram at taganua.art. You can also find his book, Totems of Uganda, Uganda Edition, in bookstores in Kampala, and look out for his next book, set to be released in 2024. Thanks for listening to this show. This episode was recorded at Dustville Records, produced by Abasa Remereza, and Don Kawano. And the recording engineers were Isaac Kalema and Frederick Sewada. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, you can subscribe to the podcast and you can rate it and give it a review to help other people find it too.